Welcome to the One Fall Wrestlecast. Tom, what's up? Hi, Walt. How you doing, pal? I'm good. It's just me today. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. It's just me. I guess the... uh... The, the cooking and the drinking got the best of our little friend today is what I'm yeah. going to go ahead and assume. I think, I think Pee-wee is face down in a, in a sleepy time. In a little so, siesta. Yeah. Um, yeah. Sun. It was the sun that got him. Uh, it was deceptive this afternoon. I'll tell you what. Yeah. We, uh, we went fishing this afternoon. Um, took my little two-year-old fishing for the very first time. Uh, that was How'd he do? Did he catch any fish? Uh, yeah. I actually caught a, caught a couple. Little nice. tiny little bass, little bluegill. Nice. Yeah, nice. good for him. Yeah, he did good. It was awesome. Good for him, man. And uh, I'm a little little charred up off of that one, but you know. Yeah, there was the sun was deceptive. It was deceptive yes. today. Um, we got those big windows in the front, and like I walked downstairs, and like my wife had those windows open. I was like, God. <laughs> She's like, dress appropriate. It was like, it was 58 this morning when I got dressed. Like, what? <laughs> I am, but for some reason, it's 73 degrees now in my living room. It's like, um, I, I cut the grass this morning in a hoodie. Yeah. And then, it was not warm. It was not, but now, you know, I'm sure it's back to beating us with heat. And, uh, you know, that's cool, though. So we get to watch some wrestling. Did you watch sure wrestling? I did. Well, I watched a little bit this week. Watch some wrestling. Wrestling. Yeah. Hey, real quick, what you got in your cup, pal? Oh, so this, I think I threw the bottle away. So this is the uh, the Founders. I did throw the bottle away. Look, it just took the garbage out. The Founders Backwater, or Backwoods Bastard. It's got this cool guy with a really, really long mustache on it. Nice. Is that a stout? It's, uh, it's, it is a stout, but it's, it's, it, it, no, it's, a, it's an ale. Uh, it's a dark ale aged in oak. Uh, bourbon barrel arrow ale oh. eh, bourbon barrels yes so it's got that nice charred yummy yeah. and then hyper filtered to obviously get the charred stuff out but nice got mm. a little uh little elijah craig here a little elijah craig bourbon a little barrel number five special west virginia joint um i don't know it's good uh, it's not great not the best elijah craig i've ever had well. but Put it over yeah. some ice. It's it's good here in about 15, 20 minutes. Maybe they ought to, uh, West Virginia ought to pick something a little more. Eh. Eh. You know. Hey, so, good. Glad. Good to have you, bud. So let's talk about I'm always here. Hey. <laughs> Except when I'm on vacation, which I'm yeah, not. Yeah, yeah. And I, when I go on vacation, bad things happen, so I'm, I should just stay. Yeah. Well, good when I stay. Well, I mean, we still still lost him that week too. I mean, well, yeah, you did. That's right. Yeah. I mean, it happens. You it lose does. Pee-wee sometimes. Yeah, it's all right. It's, yeah, it I, can't, I can't catch little. I can't catch kids who are out in Ding Ding County out there. So I don't know. he, uh, you know, he's a he's a sneaky one. So speaking of some sneaky shit, what about uh, WWE's? claiming that they're having conversations with new Japan about forming an exclusive partnership. Well, um, WWE working with new Japan would not be a new thing. Um, I know that's, that's clearly happened. Yeah. That happened all through the nineties. Um, 
I think it happened in the 80s, too, with uh, Antonio Inoki, especially. I feel like they used to fly over talent to specifically work with Inoki. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Uh, And then, I mean, you know, you you had the Red Warriors and all that stuff that went over there. and um, WCW worked a lot over there, too. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And actually, WCW did that whole thing in uh, North Korea with with New Japan. Yes, they did. Yes, they did. Did you see that dark side of the ring? I did. Yes. Uh, What Scott Steiner was a big part of that. If I'm big pop pump, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. Was he one? Yeah, he was there. Yeah. Cause they talked to uh, Scott Norton a lot about who was over there. Yeah. Scorpio got on my nerves a little bit. Yeah. I gave him my best shot. Hey, yeah. all right, bro. Like right. <laughs> we, we get it. We yeah. get it. You, you punch talk and you live to tell the story. Um, yeah. yeah, man. Um, New Japan, like you said, not, not anything new. Um, the only thing that's really kind of strange is they're kind of already in bed with AEW a little bit. And Are they, though? So, so here's this is what's interesting to me about all of this is that, like, I feel like Tony Khan is a hype man. He's a big hype man. And, and you know, they, he's obviously backed up. Like, yeah, New Japan's going to work with us. Woo! And then, like you know, WWE could also call New Japan and be like, "Hey, yeah, uh, let's let's work together also, or you know, exclusively, and here's money or something to that effect." And um, I feel like New Japan is just like kind of maybe ready to do business. Like I, I feel like the pandemic particularly hit them in a way where, like, you know, if somebody's ready to throw cheddar at them, and WWE clearly was the most profitable company. Like I don't know how profitable AEW was, but I'm willing to bet that WWE was more profitable by a lot. Um, and I'm also willing to bet WWE was more profitable by a lot because they continue to just throw people in the trash can every other day. There's that. Um, oh, there was more of that too this this last yeah. week. Or not. We should talk about that next. But um, no, I'm certain that that uh, you know New Japan probably is 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 not necessarily. Um, locked down to AEW, so to speak. I would imagine that if Vince McMahon were to come a calling and to have his checkbook open, pal, um, that AEW would be more than happy to listen. And uh, I think if the price was right, they'd be more than happy to uh, fax pictures of their bleached buttholes to uh, Tony Khan uh, instead of wrestlers. So, that's that's really where 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 I sit uh, at the moment. I do think that uh, uh, there may have been some discussions. There may still be some ongoing discussions, and I don't think anything is written in stone as of yet. So, uh, yeah, I, I I mean I don't know. I, I I don't know what the what what it is, but uh, let's let's not. I mean I know I realize Tony Khan's got a lot of money at his disposal. Let's not pretend like Vince McMahon can't just cut a massive check if he wants to. Um, just to like, you know, be spiteful, right? Because right. it would know, make and, feel good to do that. And I do feel like sometimes that that gets forgotten that you know Vince is a billionaire too, man. And like, it, maybe not on that same level because you know before he was the underdog with with Turner because you know Turner was the billionaire and and Vince wasn't. Now, you know. You got these couple billion, you know, billion dollar guys that that are out here. It, it could get interesting, get into a bidding war a little bit. Um, 
you know, but at the end of the day, man, I, I mean, New Japan is kind of already working with AEW a little bit. It's just, yeah, I mean, they did set, but so there was that spot. Uh, who attacked Moxley? Oh, uh, shit. Uh, see, I got you, Kenta. Kenta, yeah. But has anything come of that? I mean, I feel like I've watched a decent bit of AEW since then, and I feel like well, that was almost a one and done. I mean, they did have the match, um, you know, on AEW television. Um, yeah. But it was like it was like a one and done thing. And if I memory serves me correctly, that was on a time when you were real, real, real low on AEW. I, and I was. I, I well, that was just the thing. It was that like, oh, we're working with New Japan now. And it was like, well, you worked with Kenta for a week. And I was low on AEW. And I'm not this pay-per-view has brought me back up, but there's still there there's still uh, uh cracks in the armor. Yeah, um, we'll we will definitely discuss and, double and or nothing. I, I, I feel like this this pay-per-view really made those cracks in the armor very visible. Um, but it was also really fun to watch. So no, no, you know, no, no shade at that. It was they they did a great job with the pay per view. Um, yeah, I don't know. I mean, maybe they are working with uh, with AEW or were, but you know, I, I don't necessarily think that they're that New Japan's not open for business. And uh, we'll see. We'll see where this comes around. Um, I do like a lot of the New Japan guys. I feel like they're really the number two as far as having talent is concerned. I mean, their talent is. They don't have as much top tier talent as WWE has because WWE gobbles talent, but they most of their talent is better than most of AEW's talent. So there's that. I mean, yeah. they're obviously Japanese, but they're like Kenta's much better than anybody in AEW, and you know, Will Ospreay is much better than anybody in AEW. <laughs> like, there's the the list goes on. It's it's just not it's it's not quite uh, yeah. Yeah, but anyway, moving on. So, I mean, I'm just saying here, pal, with, with this whole this whole AEW, you know, New Japan thing, and then WWE comes out and says, "Hey, we're gonna we're in talks with New Japan." Uh, you know, Tony Khan comes out here and he cuts a promo on WWE. Uh, he did what the what was my man's title? Nick Khan. Um, I can't remember what what his official title with WWE is. They just said talk to the wrong con or something like that. Uh, man, maybe. Um, but anyway, so Tony Khan cuts a promo on Nick Khan in WWE, saying that he's the only con um, in, in in professional wrestling, and that it, if anybody's gonna you know work with New Japan, it's gonna be this con. And he even went as far as to call Nick Khan the con man. Um, it, it was. It was actually quite entertaining. Um, it was silly. It was uh, funny. I'll but laugh. it's like, you know, and then WWE turns around and they do this little little Instagram post of uh, Nia Jax squashing Britt Baker. Well, they did like, do that. So wh what's up with this little back and forth all of a sudden, bud? Uh, man, I love Dr. Britt. Uh, truth be told, if we're talking about most improved wrestler of the year, it's got to be Dr. Britt, right? Like, not that she wasn't plenty fine last year. Like, not that she wasn't a very acceptable women's rep, but I feel like within the last year, she's really jumped up to, like, main event status level. And they really have not – AEW particularly really has not had main event status level 
woman. I mean, obviously they oh. brought in Thunder Rosa, uh, who who is that level, Serena Deeb. Uh, but now Dr. Britt's literally the only other person on that level, right? Yeah, and if you think about it, when you know this show started, um, you know, and, and we talked about our state of women's wrestling. You remember that episode, Tom? I do. I do. You know, we we talked extensively about Doctor Britt. So what's that been about nine months ago? It hasn't even been a year. No. Um, you know, and, and how she needed to kind of change something about the way that she operates inside the ring, and that she her well, she was still pretty new. Yeah, I mean, like- she was very she was very good back. You know, yeah, early okay. on. She was acceptable, very much acceptable. I mean, clearly, I mean, she was, you know, but she was WWE enhancement level good. Like right. that, she was enhancement talent good, and I, and that's that's the match that they shared. Um, you know, her getting squashed by by Nia Jax. Uh, she is now very much, uh, in my opinion, on the level. She got. You and I have talked about how much we don't really like she. She is sloppy. Ah, she, it, I, I, it's, it's a trash bag wearing wearing a, a, a suit coat you know a tuxedo like like so she she got a she got a really good match out of Sheeta. Uh, the only botches were really Sheeta botches not so much brit boxes brit botches and um even those really brit was like she compensated for on on a level of like i'm not saying you know she's sean waltman she's like oh if you can't get a good match at xbox she's not that level of like right getting good matches out of people who shouldn't be getting great matches out of like she is obviously more competent um than than a lot of people but she makes a lot a lot of mistakes and it it seems to me like what everything she does it's like it, she seems like she has a hard time getting like her legs up or something it's like just a, I, it's it, it's just not good man like you know i i don't know what it is it's like there's there's a there's a level of strength that like wrestlers need to have to like hold suplexes correctly or something that like she just doesn't have like she can't she can't hold herself upright or can't get herself up to a level it seems like and i don't know if she's nursing an injury because i i feel like she was better before uh, I and mean, it's like i mean it's possible she's got like a slip disc and she doesn't know about it and it's just she can't get and, and that's possible but truth be told if that's the case she really needs to like like get that taking especially now if she's like you know not the champ anymore but um yeah, no, Dr. Britt, it most improved, in my opinion, of the last year because she went from like, yeah, she's fine, but her promos were always yeah. great. Like, she was, she's top tier. Yeah, and, and that's what I was just getting ready to touch on. You know, even later on, we had kind of come back and we were talking about the state of the AEW women's division in a, you know, uh, an episode not too long ago. And we were talking about how Dr. Britt had gone through and, and kind of reinvigorated herself with this whole role, mo- role model thing. And, mm-hmm. you know, uh, really getting herself over as a character, uh, you know, with Tony Schiavone and the notes and all that stuff, um, you know, and, and then when she finally came back from that injury and she she worked an in-ring match, I remember you and I were like, listen, like she put together a really good match. She slowed down, you know, mm-hmm. she she worked like a heel. And as soon as she started working like a heel and she changed her cadence and her in-ring approach, like she went from here to hear it, it, it something clicked yeah it and, clicked. and and she started to you know really perform in ring to what the character was that she was presenting and, and she's taken it to a whole nother level and let's not forget that you know kayfabe aside let's let, let's not forget that she's engaged to and spends her days with uh mr adam cole who yes. is 
a primo heel. Um, one of the best in the business. One of the best we've seen, uh, you know, maybe since Ric Flair, Shawn Michaels. He's he's that level. Maybe not. I mean, his wrestling ability is up there too. Um, but like he's he's sort of that package of of wrestlers. So you, you only you get to spend. And he's at the he's the NXT Performance Center. So he's he's he sits with Shawn Michaels every day, you know. And then he goes home and hangs out with with his fiance, Doctor Britt Baker, who he's just gone through class with. He can give her the pointers that he got from Shawn Michaels, plus his own pointers because I mean he's a star in his own right. Um, oh, hundred percent. Plus she's talented as well. Yes. So it's, I mean it's it's really a, like. You know, it's it's a matter of the people you surround yourself with, and she's surrounded by people who are only going to make her better, and that's uh, that's it, it's obvious. It's 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 plain to see. You watch a match, and you go, "Oh, she got clearly a lot better," particularly with the heel stuff. Yes, and she. I'm not saying she definitely got a lot of advice or whatever, but if she did, or if she's, I mean, obviously she's very smart. She's a friggin' dentist. <laughs> like she's smarter than we are. And you know, well, I mean, it doesn't take much to be smarter than me. Well, I mean, I mean maybe together. Sad. I don't know. I have a law degree, Walt. I'm pretty smart, but she's yeah, still smarter. I mean, than me. I'm 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 smart about things that like you're I a smart, be smart guy, about. Walt. Yeah, about things I want to be smart about. I mean, I'm not well, like a book smart guy. Anyway, so you're still great, dude. Chill. Hey, I mean, don't be did, hard on yourself. You know, because anyway, um. So yeah, Doctor Britt, but uh, God, we went off on a tangent there. No, but Coming it was back. good. I mean, I think it's re- it's relative to what we're talking about, pal. Yeah, uh, but what were we? What was the what was the point? Of this? I mean, we were talking about Tony Khan, Nick Khan. Ah, right, 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 right. All that, all that jazz. And then I I, I brought up the Nia Jax Britt Baker thing, and then we kind of went off on Britt Baker right, a little right, bit. Right, right. So the back and forth. Like I said, I don't necessarily think that you know Britt was a star when she jobbed. Uh, you know, we've seen Jeff Hardy's a multiple-time WWE champion. He jobbed to Razor Ramon the first time. He was like 16 years old. Uh, I don't think that that's necessarily a bad thing. Uh, I don't. Th- I, I, do I think that it was WWE throwing shade? Maybe a little bit, but at the same time, you know, I, I mean, it's it's from from a fan's perspective, from my perspective, from somebody who kind of likes wrestling as well. Like, I just want it to be good. It's not a lot. Right, I don't right. sides. I just want wrestling to be good, and I want to watch good wrestling. Um, from my perspective, to see where she started to where she is now, like, whatever, five, six years later, I mean, to, to me, it's like, thank you, WWE, for, like, showing, because they put that on, I think they put that on uh, YouTube. Thank you for, like, give, like, just letting me see that. Like, that, to me, is not necessarily shade, at least not, from the perspective of, from me as a fan who wants to see her, like, here's where she started, here's where she is now, you know? It's like, yeah. uh, I mean, and so from my perspective, I don't think that's necessarily shade. I think that's, a, for her, on a personal level, if she was to be like, started here, now I'm here. Uh, good for uh, her. Good for her. For Forever the optimist, Tom. I mean, I, 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 don't, I don't see it that way at all. Like, that is a clear-cut shot across the bow like that is that 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 is not uh, that's not for historical purposes pal okay the, i'm just talking about me I, they, they're trying to undercut the value of the aew women's champion right now probably and probably. i don't know how i feel about it 
Truth be told, if Britt Baker was in NXT right now, doing what she's doing right now with that heel persona, etc., etc., uh, she would be on that Rhea Ripley path right now. Yeah, I it would not be that. It just wouldn't be that. You know, she wasn't there. Like when she was in WWE, she wasn't at the level that she needed to be to get there. But if she was there now. She, it, I mean, it's a timing thing. It's all a timing thing. So she, she would be, she would be on the, she would, they would be strapping the rocket to her back and letting her go, and and that would be what what it is now. It's not, but you know what? We still get to see it. So yeah. I, I mean, I'm I'm actually really happy with, with with AEW and how they've they've presented her in the last couple of months. Um, you know, really leading into this big moment, and I know that I was critical of of um, you know, Britt not winning the the tournament and, and taking the title from Sheeta then. Uh, but I think that the wait was well worth it. And she definitely deserved that moment in front of that full house at Daly's place. So big ups to Dr. Britt for sure. Um, D M actually D M D. I'm reversed. Can't, can't put her over enough, man. Um, so let's Britsburg uh, here, baby. Okay. So, I mean, we're, we're sitting here. Usually we're the two guys on this show that come in here and we just shit all over this AEW show week after week. And I think that you and I over the last few weeks have been a little quiet on the subject um, because I, I feel that they're starting to move in a direction that is shutting people like you and I up. Um, I want them to shut me up. I, I want them to shut me up for sure. Shut me um, up. And I, I think that in the last couple of weeks in this move into double or nothing yesterday, um, man, I, the, they got my attention, bud. Sure. I'm wholly agree. Um, I feel like the state of their product has jumped significantly. And I feel like WWE kind of does this on, on, on a, on a level two where it's like going into WrestleMania, like the state yeah. of the product tends to jump. Uh, and I know double or nothing is, is sort of in their minds, their, their WrestleMania. It's their, it's their Starcade. And I'm going to tell you what, it felt that way too. Yeah. Sure. Uh, you know, and I think that that's a, a as a fan sitting at home, um, you have to buy into the the fact that that feels like their big show. Yeah. You know, and, and I was sitting there watching it last night, and I was like, man, you know, they they this they really consider this to be their WrestleMania, and it does have a big show feel. So like, they're they're definitely winning in that aspect yeah. with this I- particular show. Yeah, I mean, and they've—I think they've—they've learned this. This double or nothing more than any other. Um, I feel like in previous, the last two, that because this is the third one. Am I am I correct? Yes. Yes. Okay. So the last two, I feel like they're really only big lead up. Their big draw was their main, their their primary title. You know, because the first one they had Jericho win it. The second one they had Moxley. Moxley won this won it on the second one, right? No, Moxley actually won it. One of their little secondary pay per You're right. Okay, because that the beat, evolution Jericho or beat, did Jericho beat Cody? Yes, that's the second one. Okay, that was the second one because there was that on the line like I can never challenge again, um, which I think is a dumb stipulation, and they continue to use it, but whatever. Um. But this one, I feel like they really... Hey, bro, like, real quick, man, like, the internet is eating Cody Rhodes alive. Have you seen any of this? I've seen it. See, I don't think he does... Now I'm like, I'm like, I don't think he necessarily deserves it. I I do think Cody's on a, like, 
on a hiatus tour of of sorts where his his wife is obviously pregnant and he's like gonna like not wrestle for a while <laughs> so like, he's just doing stuff that's just like kind of non-consequential uh, but he's still sort of for like let's talk about this because this is a good thing to talk about so um he 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 dragged a good match out of a new out of, out of a new guy and that was like i guess like his sort of like oh you're welcome type of thing um but he it was a good match. It was fine. It didn't make sense. Why was this on the card? It was just on the card so Cody could wrestle on the card. And I didn't feel like it meant anything. Like, it was a good match to watch. I didn't dislike watching the match. Um, and maybe that was the long and short of it. But didn't feel like it meant anything. Um, I Clearly, it didn't. It could have just as easily happened on Friday. Right. Would have been... I would have felt the same way about it, but um, yeah, no, the internet's kind of eating Cody alive, kind of giving him like, I don't know. Go ahead. Talk about what, what no, do you it's just like some of the stuff I've been seeing. It's like, you know, we hear about the dissension between the EVPs and I feel like the, the, the internet has made their decision that Cody is the one that, that's causing all the, all the trouble. Right. I don't, I don't and, think so. and, but see, in my mind, that's how I look at it. Because you're not seeing, you know, like anything that Cody does, like, you know, he where, where's that his his ring entire last night and immediately, oh, Cody looking looking like Sting, you know, and then it, I yeah. wish, you know, now they're calling him the Amer they were calling him the American Dream this weekend yeah, for whatever were. reason, and like, oh, Cody's the American Dream now, oh, okay, and now Dustin's like walking around with a bull rope and it, like. So the internet is just latching on to Cody Rhodes and and they are just eating anything that he does is subject to scrutiny more so than I think I've seen in recent years. Maybe he's teasing a heel turn, although um, I agree with what you're saying because the internet has done that. But it's a level now, I think, of like, well, Cody's not actually doing anything important, though. Would you disagree with that? No, not at all. Like he, whatever Cody's doing is so underneath. It's it's all it's like pre-show level. Obviously, he wasn't on the pre-show, well, but no. it's very it's it's underneath. It's it's a level of like, well, I'm here to put on a match and make a new guy kind of look good, but I want to do it on pay per view. It's an ego thing. I'm certain yeah. it's an ego thing. And I, that's I, it's got to be right. I, but I mean, you have to have any look. Look, if you're gonna run a company like this. If you're going to be a wrestler in a company like this, especially you have to have an ego. There's no getting around that. It's just, that's part of it. But what he's doing is what he feels is the best for AEW and for him personally. And it's not a level of, it's not, a, it's not a like, well, you know, Cody's just being an ass or something like that. It's like, he's not, he's not, he doesn't, he doesn't hold a title. He's not doing anything important. He um he's just he he's getting underneath guys to put on good matches as best as he can and hoping that like when he goes away for a month or two or three once he has his first child that you know maybe some of these guys will pick up the ball and run with it and actually continue to put on good matches and learn something because they don't have an NXT level like wrestling school but he sees promise in some guys 
And if you can get a good match out of him and gain them some fans and some followers and whatever, he sees that as a win. Um, so he's doing what he can, but also sort of feeding his own ego at the same time. And I don't think there's anything wrong with that. I don't know that. I think the internet, the internet is generally like, you know, let, let's say that like you and I are like average smart guys. Well, remember that the average person is way dumber. Like think of the, the think of the, like, you know, the average person is really dumb. And then like half the people are dumber than that. Like a lot dumber than that. So like you and I are probably like average smart, like a little plus, uh, like we're average plus. Um, and then there's like 50% of people that are like, like, like half the world is like a lot dumber. So that's the internet, man. I mean, that's, you know, they yell uh, real loud and, and that's it. But uh, now I think what Cody's doing is fine. I can't say I'm a fan. But I can't say that I'm like hurt by it. Uh, I, I like what you said though. You know, maybe he's teasing a heel turn. I, I think that I, when he, too. I think when he comes back, he just needs to like buy into like this million dollar man type gimmick. You know what I'm saying? Like come back with the suits and like, you know, and, and just be real cocky and over the top and just his heel working ring of honor was good. You know, my, my dad's Dusty Rhodes. You know what I mean? Like, get yeah. out there. Like, I, I was okay. So he did similar to what Charlotte's doing right now. Yes. That's a great analogy. Um, but I mean, he did bring back, if you noticed, his old music where there's only wrestling only has one royal family. Like, I mean, that's, that's heel stuff, right? Yeah. There, right. Like, obviously, when AEW started, that was very like, you know, it was it was significant. His father had passed semi recently. Everybody loves Dusty Rhodes as a as a person. You know, whether you liked him, hated him, loved his heel work, loved his face. Well, like, Dusty Rhodes was great. You know, for thirty years he was you know a, a mainstay in everything. Um, so moving on from that, I, I mean, I feel like Cody. It would be a good heel turn. Uh, you know, if they're generating some sort of like false heat backstage because the bucks have their mark fans and kenny omega has his mark like the kenny omega mark fans <laughs> are mm, like you those people are just like oh my god like they're just like you could serve them up and you could have like like he could go away i hope kenny doesn't hang on to the belt for this long but even if he doesn't like he could go away kenny could have a face turn or whatever after like he loses the title he could go through some some stuff and you know, come back and then Cody could come back and like just heal out on Kenny and they could have a great feud. Um, and Cody would actually drag good matches out of Kenny Omega, which yeah. is not, not really what Kenny Omega does with anybody else. But, um, you know, so that could be cool. I'm, I'm uh, you know, that it could be, it, it could be building to that. And Cody has that long-term mindset and maybe that's what it is. And maybe that seed is planted. So uh, as far as Cody's concerned, I know that he's probably hit the pause button because everything he's done prior to my learning that he's about to become a father, which is a nine-month experience, uh, has been long-term planning and very brilliant and has worked out uh, in the long term and for the most part. Yeah. And uh, now that you know he's going to be a dad soon and probably going to have to pause button for a little while, he's obviously not building anything as he doesn't have any long-term ideas. This is maybe the seed being planted that when he just disappears for a little while because he's going to have a little uh, a little kid, and you and I know how time consuming like you need to take time off. 
that, especially like you can't travel the world and have yeah. be a new dad. You got to take at least a month or two if you're a wrestler. And being an EVP, he gets that luxury. Right. So uh, I think he's he's on pause for that, but the seeds are being planted with, oh, there's dissension backstage. So he can come back and feud with Kenny, and may, hopefully Kenny won't be the champ, and they'll just feud over EVP stuff. But that would be better than, than feuding over a championship. But anyway, I digress. Let's move on. What's uh, What were we originally talking about? Well, I mean, we're we're getting ready to – talk about the state of the AEW product. Oh, right. Because of Double or Nothing. Yes. Um, I watched the whole thing. I really liked it. I watched the part. whole thing, and I really, really liked it. This is, I, it's weird for us to say that, because you yeah. were like poopy on this stuff. Like, I'm going to tell you what, and here's the thing. So, I, I, I don't want to get reviewy about this thing, right? Yeah, me neither. So, like, I sit down and I turn it on and it's after it's over and I, I've managed to avoid spoilers all day, which never happens any other time in the world, right? No. So I sit down and the very first match that, that comes out is is uh Hangman Adam Page and Brian Cage. Well that was the first one. Yeah, and like what a good match. Summer shanty. It didn't mean anything, but yeah, no, what a way to kick set the, the tone, man. It what really set the tone. Wow. What a like I think it also like really ticked like Brian Cage is probably going to leave that Taz group. Yes. Now, uh, be just the whole the whole the whole ear behind it and the whole and God the buckshot lariat looks so good. Like every time I see it, I'm like, man, that looks good. Yeah, it looks good every time. But, Brian Cage looks good. Yeah. Brian Cage, this was probably the best best match Brian Cage has ever put on. This is the no, hundred percent because you know, I mean, you and I are super critical of of the of how the dude works. And like, he's just always so plotting and just, you know, there's always been this talk that he doesn't take care of people. And like, he looked crisp. He looked great. And Adam Page is, I mean, Adam Page is fantastic. Look, I'm, I'm an Adam Page fan. I'm, I'm here. I'm here to tell you, I'm, I don't have a bad thing to say about Adam Page. Um, I feel like he's got a great mind for it. He's got a good mind for his character, a good mind for the business. And they give him the freedom to kind of do things, although they don't seem to give him necessarily the opportunity. But I feel like he's protected his own character in a way that it's like he's never been, despite whatever opportunities he has or doesn't have, um, he's not. He's never been like buried. He he hasn't buried himself. And even when he's got to be like, well, I'm the drug. I don't. I'm a loner. It doesn't work for me. And they had to work with the Dark Order and stuff. Uh, and it's been fun. Yeah, he's good. Look, he's good. He's been he's been the sort of the shining star in everything they've put him in, and he's just made it work in a way that like guys who are just good like that make it work. And um, so I've been a fan of Adam Page, and that match was great because Adam Page now to me is a guy who can take a guy who has you know all the potential in the world. And get a great match out of it. Yeah, like, I mean, he just did it. Just did it last night. Yeah, he got a great uh, match. Out I mean, it, what more can you ask for out of that match? And I'll tell you what, man, yeah. big ups to AEW because I know before the the last pay per view with the barbed wire death match, you know, Derek and I watched that pay per view together, right? And, and I remember we sat down, and we were watching a pre show, and I looked at him, I said, "Bro, like, if we hadn't bought this, and we were on the fence about buying this, I'm." We're we're not buying this pay per view based off of this match, and like that Brian Cage and, and Adam Page was on the pre show, man, and, and 
That was hook, line, and sinker. That's yeah. the type of match that sets the tone for the rest of the show. Absolutely. And it got the crowd jazzed up. The crowd was into it. How fun was that crowd? I think it was only like 5,500 people. But, man, they were bigger. They were larger than life. They blew the roof off the place. I, was, I, I, I like the Daly's place is also like partially outside. So you, yes. like, you see the sunset. And that, to me, is very old-school WCW in that yeah. Of like they used to do like bash at the beach where like you would see the sunset on the beach, and that was just like like that was cool natural lighting to me. I mean I don't know what it's like to wrestle with the sun in your eyes. Oh, I'm sure it's terrible. It's probably terrible. Sure, it's terrible. Man, do you get good pictures and you get good shots out of that? So, uh, so uh, away from getting away from talking about match by match, right? So you and I were were both fairly critical of AEW, you know, and, and to sit here and we're kind of both gushing a little bit, like, uh, cause I had fun watching. I had a lot of fun watching. All you gotta do, like entertain me. All I want to be is entertained. My, my question for you is, can they keep this going forward? Um, can they? Yes. Uh, will they, uh, we'll see. Um, so here's the, here's what, what, what I saw versus what might happen. Um, so moving forward, so they built to a lot of these matches. Maybe not Hangman versus Brian Cage, but like I mean, it had a couple, you know, a week or two that they a week, they, they, a week they, or two. But like, and, and honestly, I feel like it, it sort of bloomed something else. Yes, uh, because what what comes out of this now is probably Brian Cage leaving uh, Team Taz. Maybe you know, getting rid of that because it's never been defended. You know, maybe giving up the FTW title, whatever. I feel like this was sort of that. Um, this this could bloom into a different a different piece. Um, and then, you know, but there were a lot of uh, there was a lot of build. Um, you know, we had talked a while about a while ago um, when we had we had you know pressed Derek to say, well, who the fuck is Kenny Omega feuding with? And he was like, right. well, John Moxley and 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 in, in Kingston. And it's like, oh, okay, well, now they're challenging for the tag team championship. So it's obviously right. that's that's not what he was feuding with. Um, but there was a lot of build to that match kind of after we talked about it. But there was a lot of build to that match. And I felt like the Young Bucks did a lot of good promo work um, leading into that. And it really did work out for them in, in a good way where there was like just, you know, it worked out. There was a, there was some story building, and there was they just let that sort of sizzle for a little while, and that that kind of worked out um, for me. I, I didn't go into it expecting you know a win from Moxley, but there was build. Um, same thing with, uh, with 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 you know Sting and Sting and Darby having build as a, as a tandem, not necessarily the build with Scorpio and and and, and um, oh, whatever. Ethan Page. Oh, Ethan Page. Yeah, not that that didn't necessarily have a lot of build, but like Sting and Darby, like their relationship had a lot of build. And um I liked that and I liked where that went. Also, Sting looked great. Bro, I was by just the way. Getting, I was trying to I was trying to get the bourbon out of my mouth. Like, what the hell? Dude can still go. Dude, dude went. Like, bro, he just made both of us eat shit. Dude went. No. He never was blown up. Look, there was a big portion in the middle where Darby just got the crap beat out of him and Sting yeah. didn't participate. But Sting never looked bad. Like he took some some pretty good bumps and like popped back up. 
crossbody uh, off the poker chips. Looked great. Stinger splash looked great. Uh, I mean, I mean, he held him in the in the score. Scor- Scorpion did look all. God, it's more being just like you know it, that '90s like that '90s kid pop of like, oh my God, Scorpion Deathlock. Oh my God, Stinger Splash. It, it, it and like it's look, it looks crisp. It's not like you know, I the mean, Undertaker goes good. on to goes in there on 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 the last ride, and he said, you know, the only thing I don't want to do is become a parody of myself. And you hear Sting kind of echo that same thing whenever yeah. he's he's doing interviews and stuff, and it's like. Bro, you're 62 years old. What are you doing? And then he comes out and he does a flying cross body off of a 10 foot stack of poker chips. They, and it, they did catch him though. They, they yeah, him. they did. But they I did mean, it job. looked good. It wasn't like, oh, I fell over. Like he got up there. Now he he trusted. He tr- look. He I, did. I mean, I would trust Scorpio's guy too. But yeah, I mean, there was there was trust there. The stinger splashes looked great. Uh, oh my god, the scorpion death drop. For the win, oh, it popped me real hard. I mean, I'm not gonna say it didn't. It popped me real hard. So, uh, listen here, AEW fanboys. All right, I don't always get along with you. All right, and, and I do talk a lot of shit about you guys because you don't know what the fuck you're talking about. No. Okay. But Tom and I are sitting here. All right, and, and we're eating our plate of shit for you. So enjoy it while it lasts, because I have a feeling it's not gonna last very long. No, probably not. But I mean, I hope it does. Look, I, I do too. Watch, I want to watch good wrestling. I still have to be cynical, pal. It, it's it, me, it's let's keep doing what they did. Let's absolutely. Yeah, just just maintain this. This, this, this is where it needs to be. Um. So yeah, I mean that was the the builds. It was all about the builds. Like they even yeah. built they built the Sheeta versus. We already talked about Sheeta and Doctor Britt, but they built that. Uh, you know, they built the tag team match. Though they built um. Miro, they built Miro up finally. Yeah, God you finally sake. finally got the Miro you've been looking for, pal. Finally, oh man, he threw the snake. He Tony Khan, Tony Khan tweeted today. I no said no, no don't break kayfabe. He yeah, kayfabe. well, I God guess they it. got a lot of shit, pal. It's like don't I knew there wasn't. Kayfabe. I knew there wasn't a snake there in that bag. No snake in there. But they got a lot of shit. That's like good. a lot. Of, yeah, that That's is what good. Supposed to get. But ten, but but Tony broke kayfabe. Oh, why are you gonna break my heart about that? Oh. I knew there was those. Look, I knew they didn't actually let Miro kill a real snake. Right. Okay, on tele- like there's no, there that was a rubber something or other hose in there, and they just he just chucked it. But oh, well, what did they use? What did they use with earthquake? Didn't they use like sausage stuffed in pantyhose? Yes. Yeah. Like, just to get the like goo. But still, like, they, like they didn't break kayfabe for that. Like, you wouldn't know that. that. A different time, pal. Oh man, I'm so sad they broke. I mean, kayfabe. you're talking about the '80s compared to 2021. Oh my you god, you can't sniffle without so, somebody getting offended, bro. Oh, I'm so sad they broke kayfabe. Yeah, dude, it happened. They it should happened. have had Miro be like, "I'll kill more fucking snakes." <laughs> <laughs> and listen, <laughs> listen. Here's the thing. So, like, again. We shit on shit all over Miro like not even three weeks ago. Yeah, and in three weeks that that character's just done a complete one eighty, and it's like this is what he should have been from the start. I'm not fucking with that guy. No, that guy threw a snake. Uh, I mean, (laughs) I don't want to throw a snake. That was great. That was amazing. I saw. 
I saw a tweet today too, Tom, and and maybe you'll you'll get a kick out of this like I did. It says Lance Archer is every C A W ever created. Okay. And in case you folks listening, you know, because you are in the upper age range, that is a creator wrestler on WWE yeah. video games. Um, yeah, I mean, ooh. see, mine always wore pants. But yeah. 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 Ooh, the mohawk, the mohawk. It's the mohawk, it's the like, I mean, he is, yeah, but. I want him to be. I want him to be good so bad. I do too. See, I feel like he like this was a good. This was also a good match. Like this it was. It, it was. I really liked it. Um, I knew he was going to get killed. Like, look, what they're doing with Miro right now. Like, he just needs to be on this train of like just murdering people, and this just needs to be. And he killed the Murderhawk monster, and it was. It was not. It was kind of one sided. A little bit. I mean, it had a little, little back and forth to it, but a little. But these are big. For the dudes. most part, man, it was, it was the Miro show, right? I mean, these are big dudes, and like this was like a big dude, like, and there was a lot of that. But then, like, it kind of got Miro one sided, especially toward the end. When he, I mean, he chucked the snake. God, the chucking of the snake is like it's burned into my head now, and I'm like, I'm gonna remember this like a year later, like a year from now. I'm still gonna remember when Miro threw the snake. <laughs> So that's like it's it's really important to me for like little bits like that. Yeah. Where, the other thing that was fun too is that uh, Jr. and and Tony sold the shit out of that. Like, oh my god, what did this? What did he just do? What a despicable part! Why would he do that? Like, they really sold it. Like, bro, like and like snake. <laughs> J, Jr. was rough at the beginning of this show. I mean, I think that's why he, they brought in, we'll get to it, but Mark Henry and in the big show. And JR ain't got much left uh, in the tank. He was rough at the beginning of the show, man. But he you know what? Like, it, it's starting to make sense to me now, like their whole business model. Cause like WCW did the same thing back in the day, you know, with yeah. the aging superstars surrounded by like new, fresh talent. It yeah. didn't work then. But. I don't know it, that it's work now, but I mean it's yet to be seen if it's going to work now. But like now, these are guys that we grew up watching, pal. Yeah, you know, and the Mark Henry thing, like that's a that's big time because that's the first like true homegrown Hall of Famer to jump ship. True, but before we talk about Mark Henry, there's one thing I want to talk about. We gushed over this this AEW pay per view. Yeah, we gushed over because it was it was fantastic. There's one thing on it that I think was an underneath sort of. I, I tried to gloss it, pal. It there was an there there was an underneath indie fest BS match, and uh, unfortunately, that involved the AEW World Championship. Hey, um, that's the most protected title in all of professional who, wrestling history. Who protected? Because well, that's, that's what Jericho said. I and Jr. said it too, and I, I don't like it. I feel I like Jr. has been backpedaling on this whole Randy Orton thing too with Kenny Omega. That was awkward at the beginning it, of that 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 match. Yeah. So 
So let's talk about this title match real quick because the, the, this this really to me shows the state of the company and in, in the fact that like okay so they've got Kenny Omega he's only the third champion uh, and as the third champion he is the worst by a lot Jericho was the best Moxley was very good and the build for Moxley was great um, but God I mean I just I cannot get it as much as they want to tell me. The Kenny Omega is the best wrestler in the world, and they want to shower him in bullshit gold from every jabroni moron wrestling federation from Canada to to Mexico to Japan to you know wherever else. Like, I'm not impressed. Not only am I not impressed, I'm not impressed with how they've built any like they've they've only really like let him bury you know, uh, TNA or whatever it is, Impact. They've only let him bury Impact. They've let him bury AAA, although we can't watch AAA in America. They've, they've just let him bury other promotions, really. There's been no internal feuds. I mean, we just asked uh, Eric the other, like, a couple weeks ago. We yeah. put him on the spot, and he was like, oh, Moxley and Kingston. And it, the, they fought the Young Bucks. <laughs> it's not a, it's it, like, he's got no real challengers internally. There's been no real feuds built. There's been nothing. Nobody's even like, look, if there was somebody who was such a jag off, and you know that, like, particularly, like, with the last two champions, there were people, like, ready to tear their heads off within AEW, and they, they built that for yeah. them. And they've just, like, left Kenny Omega out as though he's part of a different show. And it's, I mean, I mean, it's almost like Kenny Omega's, like, Andre the Giant right now, we're like, you know, he's in AEW. We know he's in AEW, but he's working every other show in the world. Andre used to be a WWF guy, but he was working every other show in the world. And Andre wasn't, but Andre wasn't the champ. Looks right. Look, so, he, like, is Kenny trying to put himself in, and here's my point on this, is Kenny trying to put himself in this, this you know, special attraction box? Is that what he's trying to do? Because if that's what he's trying to do, bro, he's got the wrong outlook on things. And he's not Andre the Giant. Well, nobody is, but really? that was just an easy comparison to make. Yeah, no, you're right. That's that's you. You hit the nail on the head. You know, but I, I it, it just how are you going to parade yourself around as this special attraction? Because you got a little bit, you've got some, you know, a, a couple of fanboys from Japan, and but you're the champion of this this company that you're supposed to be helping to build from the ground up. And and the title means nothing. I, I, I'm going to point this out right now. Do you think at any point, let's 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 compare Roman Reigns to, and then and, or Bobby Lashley to Kenny Omega right now? Who's the more important champion to the company? Uh, it's not Kenny. Kenny's number no. three by a long shot. Kenny is Kenny is maybe below or at the level of like the Intercontinental Champion. Okay, so let me let me flip this on you. Do you think that's by design of AEW that they want to focus more on their 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 factions rather than their champions? No, I think that's by design of Kenny Omega, and I think that they let Kenny and Cody and the Bucks book themselves. And we've we've clearly seen what if anything has been more apparent to me than anything else is that Kenny Omega should not be allowed to book anything at all. Uh, in AEW, because everything he's booked, especially when he's taken a very hands-on approach about it, uh, 
right from the start, he had 100% control of the women's division. It was awful. It was the worst thing on television. It's good uh, now. I'm telling you. I, I, think he's, I think he's relinquished a lot of control no, because I, I think don't. now he's he's very focused on booking himself and, and you know, impact and, and, and all that other stuff. It's just, it, I mean, he's not a booker. And look, I'm not saying that the guy can't, he can, he can work a little bit. He can work okay. And he's got his fans because of how he works. And he works a very indie heavy style. And as far as this, the match went, it was a it was a supremely indie level match because he got Pack, who Pack is great. I really like the guy. I, I think he's a good a, a good worker. I think he looks good. Yeah, but for whatever reason, he's never a top guy. And I don't know if it's his attitude or his his shit. Like he's better in the ring than he is good at showing up to things. And maybe that's the part of that's part of it. Um, I don't know why Orange Cassidy was forced into this. Uh, his role in this. Hey, Orange Cassidy's over amongst these AEW fans. You're right. Bro. He is. He's over. That's probably why he was shoved into this. His role in this match was very minimal. He just got his uh, indie. He got his indie stuff in. And I mean, you got up. Jungle Boy won the won the Battle Royale. Yeah, they threw him out of there uh, I, again. That's another. You know, he's over with the AEW fans. Jungle Boy's. Look, I'm not saying I would prefer to watch Jungle. I, I don't want to watch Kenny Omega beat Jungle Boy. I, I think that's it's going to happen in two weeks. So you better buckle up. Happen. It's it's but it's it's one of those things where it's like, well, I know Jungle Boy is not going to win, um, but I like Jungle Boy more than I like Kenny Omega. Although uh, Jungle Boy should not, it, he's not champion level yet. He's not there. No, no, he's just not there. I mean, and this is good. This will be good on him to to kind of get a little bit of a jump, right? But yeah, uh, it's just I don't know. It's it's it, it it makes the it makes their top title seem like crap. Like nobody look, no serious wrestling fan takes Kenny Omega seriously, and the way that they've he or whomever has continuously been booking this, it just seems not serious, right? It seems like a big joke. And I don't know that you can do that with the top title and have it continue <laughs> to be relevant. So, um, no, no, Kenny Omega's a joke. This title's a joke. It's all a joke. And, and that's, that's really the weakest part of this whole thing because they tried to, they tried really hard to make everything else not a joke. Even the Young Bucks tried to make themselves and things not be a joke. Like, even the Young, like the biggest sort of like joke act in wrestling. They really went at it seriously, and good for them. You know, and I know I've been speaking to the young bucks. You know, I know I've been in here and been and have said that their heel work is not believable. But last couple of weeks, man, they're turning it up, and I can see them being those kind of those guys. I, their I heel really, works way better than their face work because that I just they're not likable. So, and I don't know if it's the fact that like I I took a I took a good like hard away from AEW for for a little while and then like i was like okay no matter what i'm gluing into double or nothing i i need to see for myself where i'm really at with this product right so and like I, I knew I, same thing and i watched for three weeks beforehand just and, like as hard I, as I could. I, i've i've been fairly impressed i feel like there's where when I, when it started i felt like there were it was solid at the top but there were cracks at the bottom now I'm starting to feel like there's cracks at the top, 
and the middle is just the foundation. Yeah, and it's just it's solid as hell. And I mean, most of those guys are guys when I started thinking about that where they were in WWE at the time and yep. ex WWE guys. So you got yeah, yeah, you and got your heroes, you got your Matt Hardys, you got you know, you got your John Moxley's, you got yeah. your, you know, you, you got all the guys in the middle who know how to be over and know how to do things right because they've been the guy before and they are the guys. Um, so I don't know. I don't know where their homegrown talent goes. I mean, clearly Darby is the homegrown talent. Oh yeah. hundred percent. I mean, and you got to put MJF in that conversation. Yeah, MJF too. too. the pinnacle. To, that match was cool. It was I little, actually really enjoyed the stadium. It was a stampede. little too, it was, it was a little too cinematic for me. Um, it was way less cheesy than the original. Though. Yeah, you're right. No, I, I totally um, agree with that. And it, it, it was the first stadium stampede. It was very cinematic. And um, I mean, I just think this that's how these are going to go. But this was, yeah, they corrected the mistake. They learned from their mistakes and they moved forward. And I appreciate that as a fan. Like, they, it was like this thing you didn't like in the first game, like as a video game fan. You remember this thing you didn't like in the first game? We took that out and we reworked it. And now it's different. And you're going right. to like it now. And it's like, well, okay. All right. And I did. So, um, that was clearly the main event. That was the biggest build. Yes. And that's, I'm glad that's what I was getting to is about build. That was the biggest build. They built that for six, eight months. Um, yeah. And, uh, the payoff felt good. And, uh, I'm glad that the inner circle gets to be a thing. I guess their faces now. I mean, that makes yeah, sense. Yeah. That's that weird though. I don't know. It makes sense, but it's weird. I don't know that they're going to be faces forever or they'll be together forever, but like Sammy Guevara is very, Sammy Guevara is for for months, sort of. Uh, yeah, but like Sammy Guevara is very likable. He clearly came out as the top face in this. Yes, I mean it. Jericho always has a hard time being a heel for a long time. He's just too likable of a guy. Um, well, he's getting ready to go on tour with Fozzie, so we're gonna not see. Yeah, him he'll be long. gone for a little while. And that I elbow think... is genuinely fucked up. Yes, yes, it is. I'm, I'm very uh, impressed. Like, I don't think he should have necessarily, but. Whatever. Anyway, uh, Santana and Ortiz, those they'll probably get brushed under the uh, under the rug once. Uh, once uh, I don't know about all that. Same with Jake Hager. He doesn't even talk. Yeah, Jake. I'm. I'm. I'll. I'll agree with the Jake thing, but I think Santana and Ortiz, they they're just fine. I think Jericho's going to go away, get the elbow healed, go on tour, like nurse it while he's on tour. And then he'll come back at some point, probably in the winter. You know what, though? And, and maybe this was just me. I really felt like that was really just like, I'm out. Would you watch his promo at the end? No, I haven't. I didn't see it after everything went off the air. I, I scrolled past it earlier, and, and I didn't watch it. It was... It was uh... It, it was more to the fans. It was really kind of a like, man, after the last 14 months of just like a pandemic, God, that sucked. So nice to be back in the place. I mean, he shouldn't be talking about that. He's over there doing Sturgis and shit. Like, I thought about that too. And I, I, I yes, I look, I tried to give him, again, <laughs> my being the optimist, trying to give him the benefit of the doubt. Look, I, I don't agree with a lot of the actions that Chris Jericho has taken as a personal person uh, over the last 14 months. But 
I tried to give him the benefit of the doubt. And uh, I think that the promo he delivered was good. He thanked everybody. Uh, he seemed genuinely excited to have fans back in a building. Um, as, as as a fully vaccinated person, I'm, I'm very excited to be back into the fold of things. Uh, I've not worn my mask inside of places because now I don't have to a couple of times. Uh, and while it feels weird. It does feel weird. It feels real weird. Uh, while it feels weird. Um, it's nice. It's nice to like not have to fight for air sometimes when you're like hustling because uh, you know, I'm out of shape. And <laughs> it's nice to like. So listen, just real quick with the mask thing, like it's weird because like we're in limbo right now, right? Like everybody's kind of transitioning away from it. So like I went out and did ran a couple errands today and you know, I wear the neck gaiters, right? I had it Mm -hmm. on and like, I would like hit the door and I would do, and then I'd be like, Oh, I don't have to do this anymore. That's where I am. So what I do is I walk in with it on. And, and then, then you see around, if there's nobody. And I just look. And if people don't have it on, I pull it off and I put it in my pocket. Because, like, one, I'm not talking to anybody in the store. <laughs> like, there will, be no, there will be no contact with me. Like, if I'm going into a store, like, God, don't fucking talk. Please. Like, if anybody talked to me in a store, I would put my mask on and I would go, hi. And it, I would try to be awkward in the level of, like, just leave me alone. Unless I, unless it was you, if it was you, yeah. I'd be awkward in a way That's of like different. get a hug, um, and and I, but anyway, point. Yeah, point like being, I went to I went to the liquor store and I bought this uh, double double barrel uh, Woodford Reserve, right? And the guy's like, "Oh my god, that's such a good bottle!" Oh, yeah. and he's like right bro. here. I'm like, bro, I'm not there yet. I'm not there yet. Yeah, no, please. I think we can continue trying, this conversation. Just can we not do it right here? I, I think what we're trying to say is that like we really appreciate the six foot rule. Yeah. I, I I've I've come to like that, not not as a pandemic thing, but as a personal space thing. Yeah. I feel like, I feel like six feet, like if everybody could continue to stand six feet away from me, that forever. Like forget forget pandemics, yeah. whatever. Just, just stay six feet away from me. I can hear you. Um, but like, I don't need to smell you. Like get six feet away from me. And like, just, you can talk to like, I'm a friendly guy. Yeah. But like, stay out of my shit here. Like yeah. I've got, a, I'm holding my children close. They're like punching and stuff. And like, yeah. I don't want them to break your bubble. I, I, I want to be in my own bubble. And, and it's like, like, bro, I get that you're enthusiastic about this bottle of bourbon that I bought, but like, give me six feet, bro. Say it from over there. Yeah, we yeah. can still have this conversation. Happy to talk about bourbon. Respect my space, pal. T- look, you're you're. I've known you more longer than I've known just about any other human in my lifetime. I've always respect wanted people to respect my space. Right, but it's like, even when we see when we saw each other, when we yeah. see each other, it's like we stand a few feet away. It's like I'm not yeah. here to like awkwardly like touch my nose to your nose, like. Hey buddy, how you doing? Like it's not like that. <laughs> yeah, that's not no, but it's about oh shit, rabbit hole, pal. Squirrel. Yes. Sorry. Squirrel. No, we're good. Squirrel. Um but listen, AEW. Um, I really do hope that they can continue with this trajectory because this is what you and I have been talking about for the better part of two years, bud. This is all like, I want. Look, even before the show started. 
they got to fix their Kenny Omega problem, and that's I feel ah, like that's been a constant. It's gotta, gonna happen. It's gonna happen eventually. They got to like, fix their Kenny Omega problem. You know, let, let's just continue to focus on uh, on putting a good part, a good product in the ring, man. And then, like, let's put that belt on somebody that matters, somebody that the fans want to watch. And then uh, let's just right. Um, I, I hope it happens. I don't know if it's going to, but I'm enjoying what's going on right now. So uh, I think Tom, we can put a bow on, on on double or nothing here, right? I mean, yeah. Now, uh, I mean, good, and and, uh, and the state of the AEW product for the fan that is you and I. Yeah, I mean, uh, they did, they need to work on their main title, which was it's weird because that wasn't their pro- that was their only non problem. And can and I say something else? Like it's wild to me the amount of like AEW fanboys that were hating on Double or Nothing last night. It was good. I, I, was, it was literally like every match had build. Every match meant something. Meant something. Most of them didn't go too long, which I felt was like, like so the Young Bucks match right now with, with 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 Moxley and Kingston. So I'm. I gotta. I've got to. I have to say this. I was into it, bro. And then I was like, "Oh my god, this is still going on." I did give it a big skip, but you probably skipped because you know you come in here every week and you say the young bucks are gonna young bucks, right? And they put on the same match every week, <sighs> like they that section that you chunked out was probably the young bucks match. Because there was like this little section where it was, oh, this is just another Young Bucks match. And then there was the two bookends where it was like, oh, this is actually a really good Young Bucks match. So if we could have cut out that middle section and just had that match, perfection. I watched like maybe the first eight minutes and then I jumped to where Moxley got busted open. And that was it. You're right. That that's I'm, I skipped the Young Bucks match part. So, um, I did. I enjoyed it. So, double or nothing, uh, AEW, keep up the good work. I would love to come in here every week and give you glowing reviews and continue to eat shit. But uh, you haven't given me that opportunity. Maybe you have now. Hey, speaking of double or nothing, and then we'll we'll, we'll hit match of the week. I feel like this needs to be talked about. Um, Mark Henry, man. Ah, I thought we were missing almost. But, yeah, Mark Henry. <clears throat> Like that's big time. It is. It's weird though. It's um, real weird. You know, we talk weird. about homegrown talent. Like Mark Henry is the quintessential WWE homegrown talent. He started there. He learned everything there. He was successful there. He never left. He never went to TNA. He never went to WCW. He was always in WWE. He now he's fired. a Hall of Famer. Never got fired. Retired. Never got fired. Yeah, I mean, he got he sent down to OVW for he got sent down to OVW for a little while, you know. Uh, and but that's where he he created the Hall of Pain, and yeah. then that was like a complete resurgence for his career. And now he's a Hall of Famer, and now he works at AEW. It's that weird. is the biggest punch in the face that i think it's really weird but like i'm kind of looking forward to it um i didn't know that he was uh, a potential 
jumper of, of talent. I don't know. Look, if, if they've hired him as the, uh, we, we both talked JR's JR's on his way out. Right. Right. Like JR's, this is his, but twilight. is he though? Cause I think JR still thinks that he's as good as he always was. Well, he might die. Um, I think he's got that mentality. I'm as good once as I ever was. Well, he might die. Um, I'm just saying that like JR's probably on his way out and they sort of need to build their, especially if they want to have a couple of shows, they need to build their, uh, their, their commentary talent a little bit because it needs to be more than, I mean, Tony Schiavone too is not, is not going to be around forever. He's not going to be their commentary guy forever. Um, so they, they need to have guys who are recognizable names who who are ready to to step in, and um, you know both Mark Henry and Big Show. I mean, they're not super old guys. I mean, they're they're twenty years younger than. And I'll, I'll tell you what, Tony. if we're talking about it, like I I hadn't watched any Elevation, um, and to hear Big Show's like analysis, you know, to do the analyst role as a commentator, like it was kind of refreshing because it's he's like good. he's really like. I think the thing about AEW that's really starting to hook me is that they're kayfabing in a different way where it's like, we know what happens, but like they're really giving you the perspective of the performer. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know, man. They're, they're just doing something that, that I'm really into right now. And, and like big show to, to kind of go full circle here, big show, like saying, oh, you know, you're in the battle royal right now, and you're trying to trying to find a little bit of space to just catch a breath, and you know, he's given like real insight into what is going through the performance like line, and like I- I'm just sitting there and I- I'm listening to it, and I was like, man, show's really good. He's real good, and his his voice is a booming like, it, and when he gets excited, yeah, <laughs> yeah. So no, I'm. I mean, I'm. Look, you're not going to find somebody who's a bigger fan of the Big Show than me. Uh, I have followed Paul White, the Giant. I I have watched his entire career. I remember when he debuted in WCW. I remember he debuted in WWF. Now that he has moved on to AEW, I mean, we're talking about a guy who literally, like, when I got into wrestling. Like as a person, as as a child who could like put on, turn on the TV by themselves, like that was he was the new guy, but he was the big attraction because he was the big guy. Do you remember when he was kayfabe Andre the Giant's son? I do, I do. <laughs> that WCW milked that for everything like, it was worth for that whole like, three weeks. Like three weeks, it lasted so short because it was clearly like like. I, Clearly, he was like, "Look, you, I'm not." (laughs) But as a child, I was like, "Yeah, real." Like, it's Andre's kid. Yeah, no, we, yeah, you know. But like, he was like, "Look, I'm not like that." Don't stop. And he was like 18. Like he was a kid. Like, but he was fucking huge. Oh, Oh, he's like coming off the top rope and doing moonsaults and shit. Like he was so big, but he was at the same time like so lean and ripped and like. Because he was like 18. It was like he couldn't, he could eat like six pizzas and be like, I'm still ripped, baby. <laughs> so, but I did. I really enjoyed his insight. And as somebody that listens to Busted Open Radio, 
Yeah, um, I like busted open. Mark Henry is really good. Yes, I, honestly, when when they said, yeah, no, he, when you told me actually, because you were the one that told me, because I was like, wait, 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 wait. yeah, because um, I hadn't watched that por- that portion. I like I had skipped through matches, um, and uh, you were you were like, no, 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 Mark Henry's now like same thing as the Big Show is going to be primarily a commentator. I was like, oh my god, that makes all the sense in the world. Like he yeah. is. Like how how has WWE not hired him as right? the commentator? Like they're they're having all this commentator turnover. Although uh, Pat McAfee is a joy. Ah, uh, I mean, smoking, my listen. So here it is. Here's my cousin's my 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 weekly cousin story. Right. So Friday night, I, I I haven't watched SmackDown this week. Right at all. Like I haven't had chance. He was a joy this week. So my cousin texts me in the middle of SmackDown. He goes. I love Pat McAfee. He yeah. is just such a yinzer. Yes. And, you know, like, it just, it puts, put us, I read that and I smiled and I said, man, I can't yeah. wait to watch SmackDown. It's, and, it's, it's so, he's so good every week. He's so good. And, like, yeah. I, I love when he gets hyped up and he's standing because, you know, if you watch his show, like, that's what he does. Yeah. Now he's got Michael Cole over there doing it. You like Cole see them, like, pan across. And- I'm real excited that, like, Look, he has turned my like he is so much better. For, like Michael Cole has been better because of him, and that's like so for me personally. Um, I, I'm sort of I, I'm going to claim myself as a Pittsburgh original now. Although uh, I, I mean, I, but I, bro, I mean, we grew up like 20 minutes outside of downtown, okay. and like, I've been here for like 15 years now. But so that's all. It's almost half my life. Um, but so uh, to have. The, my Pittsburgh Originals, Pat McAfee, and 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 we got uh, Corey, Graves. Corey Graves, Graves, who is a Pittsburgh Original. We got Doctor Britt Baker, DMD, now Pittsburgh Original, who is who is who is the champ. We got we got Elias. We got oh my god, Pittsburgh. Kurt Angle just retired. God, Pittsburgh Original. Do you remember the Pizza Outlet commercials? I do. With Kurt Angle, I do. Okay. With the with the fighting toppings, yes. How great was that? Pittsburgh Originals and wrestling, like it's 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 taking up. Like there isn't another city in the world that's like that top tier level. Bruno, Bruno, yeah, Bruno, the longest reigning WWF champion that will never that will never be broken. Never, ever. It's it's like three thousand days. <laughs> it's insane. It's so it's like it's like ten years. Uh, but it's I, that's the like it's uh, you know Pittsburgh Originals, baby. Uh, you see, um, I wore my Britsburg shirt. Brits, I, I love it. I I almost I they didn't have the XLT. I want XL tall, um, so that it continuously covers like my back pocket and doesn't just come to my belt line. Um, but. It's that's the yeah, Pittsburgh Originals. So to to have Pat McAfee not only like doing well, but also like elevating because that's what he's doing. He's elevating yeah. the show. Because Michael making, Cole's always been good, bud, but like he he's he's a whole nother level of just like into what he's doing. And he's into what Pat's doing. Pat's yes. bringing the, 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 the funniest the thing. The, the funniest thing was the first time he stood up. And I, I think that this probably went unnoticed, but like <clears throat> I was watching a match. I don't even remember who it was. And 
the pan the, the camera panned across and I saw Pat standing, right? And he's like, Oh my god, uh getting ready to get dying, you know, and like and I hear Michael Cole come across real quiet because like I when I, I watch wrestling late at night, you know, in my living room, I use my AirPods. Yeah. So I hear everything. Yeah. And I hear Michael Cole go, Pat, Pat, what, what, what are you doing, dude? <laughs> and like, Pat's just in it. And yeah. He's just going bananas. And Vince apparently loves that. And, and, and Cole, like, he's just going, but what, what, what what are you doing? Like, no idea. Vince apparently loves that. Like, oh, I'm sure he does. Well, like, like Pat just getting into it and like standing up, just like as a fan. Like, he's a fan. Like, not only is he not only is he a fan, but literally the dude has done like like now he's done good wrestling with yes. Like, so was, was that the end game all along? I don't know. I don't think there. Look, having listened to the Pat McAfee show for a very long time. Um, I don't think that there was an end game. I don't think there was a plan. Um, but I think that it worked out because that's just how it goes for him. Uh, I think there's a, there's a level of just like charisma that just seems to work out and, uh, good for him. Look, I love Pat McAfee. Uh, I love what he is for Pittsburgh. Um, I love that. Like when he comes back to Pittsburgh, like when he just like comes to Pittsburgh to be like, Hey, I'm I'm home for a little bit. He like he shows up on Mark Madden. He's like, "Hey, bud, what's going on?" And and it's just like a matter of like. And Mark's like, "Are you gonna be around for a while?" Like, I don't have anywhere to be. I'm here. <laughs> it's like, all right, we'll just tag out. And then he like co-hosts the show, and it's it's I I love it. I'm 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 here for it, and as long as it will last, I hope it lasts twenty years. Hey, and not to not to continue to go down this rabbit hole of WWE commentary, but. Ah, uh, Adnan, Adnan Verk leaving Monday Night Raw. Yeah, Jimmy, well, Jimmy Smith Jr. getting the call. You know, I'm actually really into that. It, I think it's going to be way better. Um, we're not watching right now, but, no, but watch when tomorrow. we're done, I'm I'm probably gonna. I'll I'll throw it on during work tomorrow, and uh, I do think that I do think it'll be a positive step forward. Um. I, I, I'm I'm curious as to how their the dynamic will work with Graves. Um, yes, Adnan's dynamic was not. I feel like Graves was carrying him. Uh, and and with Adnan, I feel like he threw to Saxton. He felt more comfortable with Saxton than he did with Graves. Yeah, and I think that's a mistake because Graves is the better. A hundred percent. Although Saxton's been good. Saxton's always like I feel like Saxton, Saxton still has a job because Saxton can immediately pick the ball up and he's very good at being that third guy. He's, he's very much he can he can watch somebody stumble and go and just start talking. Right. And, and he, him and Graves have a great a, a great chemistry too. Yeah, I, I think they actually do really like each other despite Graves being yes. shut up, Saxton. Yes. Like I think they really do like each other. Kind of like uh you know, Corey Graves has his podcast after the bell on, you know, um, Vic Joseph has actually been added to that show in the last like two months. And it's been a really fun dynamic. Well, if, uh, if there's another turnover on raw, I do think Vic Joseph's going back to raw. And, and you know I what? They I, fired Tom Phillips. 
that's Sean. wild. It's wild. I, I, I figured they would keep him as their ace in the like. Okay, look, especially because he's been like doing like backstage work, like production work and shit. I feel like like he's always the guy that they're just like, ah, okay, we gotta fire this guy, Tom. You got it. I can't believe it. I'm. That was the literally when I saw that I was like, are you kidding me? Yeah, because What's I had it? posted, I had posted in our group chat that Adnan Verk had been released, and immediately you were like. You know, or that they had parted ways, and immediately you were like, "Well, I guess I'll see you on Monday, Tom." And, and then, what was it? Thursday, Tom Phillips has been released from his WWE contract. It's 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 astounding. It's just not. It's not. I can't. I'm. I, I'm still. I'm still not convinced that he's not going to be back in a month or so. But and they're not going to just be like, "Oh man," like they, they might have to pay him more now if if they have to bring him back. Well, Tom maybe is, maybe he winds up over on the other channel. I, I hear they can use commentators. I mean, they are expanding their television catalog. I hear they can use commentators. Honestly, Tom Phillips wouldn't be a bad pickup. Uh, hey, AEW fired your Spanish guy. I don't know what happened with that. I guess he said some racial stuff about Sheeta. Yeah, I don't I, I, mean to Sheeta. I, she I mean, I, look. As much yet. as we crap on Sheeta, like she carried that fucking women's division through the pandemic. She really did. She put it on her shoulders. And but it's really ran. funny though because they gave her a new belt on Friday night, and I te- I, I put you guys in the group message. I said, "Oh, they gave Britt Baker a new belt." Well, I think that the belt was too small. And I think oh, they, way too small. They beefed it up a little bit. Way too like, small. Britt's a lot bigger than it, like not it, bigger like in a way. That main plate was as big as this rocks glass, pal. Yeah, like 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 Britt's Britt's a solid five eleven or so, and like she's built like a wrestler, and she does a small Japanese girl. I mean, she's bigger than like the other Japanese girls, but like she's not like you know American Britt Baker big. And uh, yeah, it was just it was time because like it really looked silly when they had. Uh, when when uh, uh, um, Nyla Rose had it, it really looked silly. Yeah, really because pretty platinum. That's a big ass belt. It is. And then like you've got this little tiny little women's. And if you look at the WWE title belts, to, like for the women, they're like they're not little. They're they're all, they're basically the same size. Uh, they're they're like a quarter smaller than than the main. I mean, they're but they're not. I mean, they're, they're not. No, they're not like rocks glass small like the AEW. No, I mean they're still they're still big belts. They're not. They're you know they're if if you or I were to put one over our shoulder, it would look a, it would be look like a little small, but at the same time it would be like oh no, that's a title. But like the the the, the AEW women's belt looked like smaller than like the plastic like yes. Walmart version. Yes, and it was just like yeah, it's not that's not good. Don't don't do that. So. Yeah. Anyway, so, match of the week. Match of the week, pal. Oh boy, I have to go first. Um, well, I mean, generally it, the order is you, Derek, and then me, and then you know I go to the sign out, and then we do the whole shtick, and then you know, uh, but R.I.P. We um, fly, flying solo tonight, pal. R.I.P. We. So, uh, match of the week, man. Such a lot of like, I want to I want to keep it on double or nothing. So honestly, so I've got I'm I'm, I'm gonna go with two. So I've got I've I've got a like a, a like an undermatch, a like a like a special mention, um, 
and that was the TNT title match uh, where Miro defended anyone. Um, only because he threw the snake, and throwing the snake is going to burn in my brain forever. Hey, hey, real quick, I just want you to know, like I, 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 I know that we've gone 32 weeks without anybody mentioning this, but I have to. So you went with Tom the Snake this week? Yes. I, I just want you to know that you failed and that that was a repeat. I know. I thought about that after I hit the button, and it was. I mean, but it was relevant this week. 32 weeks of it, though. And, but and I, failed. I, I would be remiss if I didn't have to call you I out. Know, I know. I know I failed, but it, I already hit the button. And I was like, wait, I did that. And then it, it was I loaded. And then it was um, in the air. It was it was out into the world. So I let it go. And yeah, so that was no. When he threw the snake, like not that the match wasn't good. It was great. I liked it. It was, it fun. was awesome. I enjoyed um, it. But when he threw the snake, I immediately went, oh, man, that was fun. But my match of the week was because Dr. Britt Baker, DMD, won. And, oh, my God, that needed to happen. It's Britsburg. Oh, my God. Like, that was like, the to me, that, that was just like a, it was almost a relief. It was like a, thank God, kind of, kind of match. And... Um, it may not have been a better match than, than the Miro match, but at the same time, like just the fact that she won finally and she really did make Sheeta look good. It wasn't a bad match. Uh, it was fun to watch and she really looked dominant through like a lot of the match. Yeah. It was really well put together. Uh, you know, she didn't hold up her part as well as Dr. Britt did, but for me, for, for, for me as a fan, and, and knowing what I know about wrestling and everything else, um, that was it for me. That's that, that to me is the way. And now to me, it's like, okay, this is now where things need to be for this and for me to be a fan. And that's, that's why it's my match of the week. It's like, this is now put me as a fan and it's gripped me in the way that I wanted it to grip me. And now I'm a fan. So for me, I have, uh, I have an honorable mention, and it was also both matches were from Double or Nothing, um, and I will circle back on that in a minute. But my my honorable mention was uh, Hangman Page and Brian Cage. Uh, good, man. They just set the tone to a fantastic show. Um, I, I'm going to sit here and I'm going to say that was probably one of the best wrestling shows I've seen in the better part of the last two years. Uh, it, it, it was definitely in the top two. Um, I enjoyed everything about that show, you know, for the most part from start to finish and, uh, to kick that off, Brian cage and, and hangman page that Brian cage, boy, it was a good match. It was a really big boy. Um, and you know what? My my match of the week, Tom. I'm gonna agree with you. It was Britt Baker and, and and Sheeta. It's funny because like it's the relief, man. When the match, when the match went, when when they finally were both in the ring, I looked at this and I said, I feel like this has to be my match of the week. It's the relief because yeah. I knew Britt Baker was gonna win. I, I knew it. I, did I think too. the world knew that it was going to happen. Uh, and, and I just, they were like, oh, Hikaru Shida. Ding, 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 ding. Right. And I was like, 
this is my match of the week because I know what's going to happen. Mm-hmm. And Britt went out there and Dr. Britt did what Dr. Britt has been doing. And she put out a banger and Sheeta yeah. was passable. And, you know, she hit some good spots. She missed some good spots. I, I feel like there is a lot of promise in Hikaru Sheeta. Sheeta needs a break. She needs a break because she has carried that women's division for 377 days. Yeah. And, and when when times have not been that great. No. Um, you know, and, and she's kept it relevant. Whether yeah, I agree with that or not, she has kept it relevant. And now it's time for, for Dr. Britt to hopefully put it over the top. So we, we shall see what happens with that moving forward. And let's, let's be fair to, to Kyra Shida. Cause I feel like we give Shida a lot of, a lot, a lot of crap than we have. Um, but as far as keeping it over the top is that like, she showed up week in week out during pandemics when there was nobody in the crowd put on matches with girls who were in not in no condition or in no shape to be in title matches and took hits, took bumps that hurt. Um, it hurt. She got, she got hurt. She maybe is hurt, was hurt while this was going on. And, um, you know, ultimate respect for her. I, 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 I sort of expect her to take a little break. Yes. And, um, and it would be know, deserved. Yeah, absolutely. A hundred percent. And, and, and I expect her to sort of come back better than ever. Um, but you know, uh, give, give her the break that she needs because, you know, her, her back is sore from carrying the division and, uh, you know, her legs and hips are sore from taking them shit bumps from them shit wrestlers. So, uh, you know, good to Sheeta. And, good to uh, Sheeta. I, I, I wish her the best and I wish her a triumphant return uh, at once she does not feel like her legs are broken in many places and that her hips are dislocated. She's so, earned some time off for sure. Absolutely. So I hope she takes sure. it. So, um, wow. I, I, I didn't, when I sat down at this desk, I, I did not see today going the way that it went. Um, I, I, I didn't see Derek just, um, I hope he's not dead. I really hope he's not dead. I like him as a person, but I, I, I don't want him to be dead. Yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't want him to be dead. Um, However, so, he's not dead. I kind of want to like DDT him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So there's that. Yeah, um, that part bums me out, and I'm gonna, I'm gonna when it, when it comes time to sit down and 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 edit this show, this is gonna stay. I'm kind of bummed out man just kind of left us well i hope he's okay i do too he better hope he's okay i mean i hope he's okay he he better hope he's okay because he better hope that that's my thing i hope he's okay please be okay Derek. yeah however if you are okay and you just blew us off you got trouble pal you got tom mad it's one thing when i'm mad you got tom mad I'd be more worried about Walt being mad. Yeah, he's used to me being mad. I'm fucking mad all the time. You've never been mad at me. Well, it's because we've known never, each other for 30 ne- years. Never mind. Never mind. <laughs> I'm just not. Uh... Anyways, Derek, if you're listening, man, we, we, we hope you're okay. 
Because if you're okay, I'm going to make you not okay. Uh-oh. Yeah. But um, I love you, pal. But I'm 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 going to make you not okay. If you're but, okay. But anyways, um, you know. I hope you're okay. Yeah. Aside from that, like even just the fact that we both came in here and we had nothing but glowing reviews about AEW and Double or Nothing. How did we I do just, that? I don't know. That just tells me that, that that they put on a good show, man. I mean, they worked hard and and they deserved us talking about it, and that's what happened. You know, and I'll be interested to see what the fallout is moving forward. Aside from us, I hope it's good. Like, I do too. More good. I do too. Keep, keep doing this. So it's gonna be an interesting couple of days. I hope they don't fumble it Friday. Is it on Friday again? It's not. Yeah, it's not it's Wednesday. Oh, we're still talking. It's still still NHL. Yep. Ah, fucking love the NHL. Um, yeah, no, I'll watch on Friday. Yeah, I will too. So we'll see what happens. Um, yeah. But anyways, if you're uh, watching this on YouTube, you know that we exist. Please like and subscribe. We would really appreciate that. Um, if you're listening to us on the old podcast network, you guys are phenomenal. I just. I can't put you guys over We're enough. getting so much love, like on it, podcast. It's wild. It's wild. It's, it's a lot. It's so much. Like I'm ha- dude. Hey, we are in, like the definition international. We're 17 countries now. It's we're getting. I mean, it's 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 what we're we're hitting like a hundred plus a week. Yeah, yeah. We're we're doing pretty good right if now. We it, if we put it all together, we're like like yeah. a lot of people listen to us. We're doing pretty good right now. I don't know why. I mean, for like a bunch of guys. Yeah, I mean, God we're knows. I, God knows. We're, I don't have any insight. I'm just a dumb hillbilly from West Virginia. But you're not. I know um, those people, and it's not you. Yeah. But anyways, stare. Check us out on social media, both Twitter and Instagram at one underscore fall WC. That's O N E. Um, yeah. Trying to put some content out over there, uh, you know, and having some fun with that. I know Derek actually sent a tweet out last week. I was so proud of him on on show release day. He sent a tweet out. I was so proud of him and then he's not here. So with all that being said, Thanks for hanging out. It's all love. We'll catch you next week. One Fall WrestleCast. Peace out, homies. Oh, look. Tom hit Derek's line. <laughs>